Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. Matthew chapter 6. And uh, as I shared with you last week, my sense in my heart that the Lord was saying it's time to do a, a, a 21, day, 21 days of, of prayer and fasting. And so we're going to start this endeavor as a corporate body on uh, November 1st, next Sunday. And I, I thought it would probably be good if I taught a little bit on fasting. Uh, a lot of times we hear fasting, we think food, and that's not all that it is. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, there's other ways to fast, and I want to share with you uh, the reason why. And, and again, you might have been picking up on a bit of a theme over the last little while. We've been talking about uh, encounters. That's been our series, and we've been talking about that and encounters with God. Uh, we've been having, you know, campfire coffee and convos, you know, out on the campfire and praying on Wednesday nights. And then this Wednesday, I'm going to be hosting a thing called the Prayer Course. Uh, you can go to prayercourse.org, and you can get all the information there. We're going to be hosting it. You're going to watch a video sometime during the week on your own. Uh, it's about a 20-minute clip, and then you will join us either online through Zoom. Uh, and for anybody that registers through the website, again, go to community groups. You'll see the link there. You can register that way. I will send you a Zoom link if you want to join us through Zoom, or if you want to join us online, you can join us, or sorry, you can join us on site here uh, at the church. So I'm going to do it both simultaneously. You watch the video, you show up, we discuss for a little bit from 7 to 8 o'clock, and we're going to be praying. And we're going to continue to pray. And you're picking up on a bit of a theme, and yes, that's a theme. The theme is prayer. The theme is getting into the presence of God. The theme, the theme is believing for God to do some significant things, especially in a season like we're facing right now as a culture and as a society. And uh, I, I don't normally call, like I'm not one of those guys that just calls random fasts, you know, corporately as a church. I only do it when I sense God saying, I want to do this as a corporate body. And I've been feeling this way, 21 days of believing for God to do something significant. And I want to teach on that today, and I also want to give you the rest of this week to be able to process what that means for you, and you know, what God might be asking you to pray for, and what you're believing, because fasting is not just denying yourself food, fasting is about prayer, fasting is about intercession, fasting is about connecting with God, and I want to share a thought that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 6 with his disciples, especially in light of the spiritual leadership uh, that they had around them, the Pharisees. Listen to what Jesus said. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18, he says this, when you fast, I want you to highlight that because we're going to get to that in a few moments, it's when you fast, not if, when you fast, he says to the disciples, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, he's talking about the religious leaders, the Pharisees, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are actually fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Right now, in that moment, they've drawn attention to themselves. That's their reward. There's nothing that happens in their lives beyond that. They did it for show. And he goes on to say, but when you fast, there it is again, when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. Like, get ready. And he says, listen, so that no one will, it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to the Father who is unseen, and your father, who sees what is done in secret. There's a real biblical principle here, by the way. There's a huge biblical principle. This is not the only time that Jesus talked about doing things in secret for nobody else to know except for you and him, and how God honors that. 
Your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will, will reward you. You know, I don't know if you, uh, I'm sure you have, because I think everybody's experienced this, but you ever had a moment when you're watching television, or you're reading a good book, or maybe you're in the middle of uh, reading an article or studying something for an exam, and, and I don't know about you, but in those moments, especially when I'm watching a movie uh, you know, that has a little bit of complexity to it, I, I really like to listen to every word. I don't want to take my eyes off the screen. I want to make sure I catch everything because I don't want to get lost. I mean, I'm trying to pick up on where things are going in the movie or that show. And you know, how many of you have ever had that moment where you're, in te- you're so in, in, intense in that moment, you're focusing so much, and then all of a sudden, that's the moment when somebody texts you, calls you, emails you. Walks in the room, just you know, interrupts you. Like you know, as a young dad, when when the girls were a little bit younger, it was a Barbie dilemma. You know, it's like, hey, dad, can you put the head on my Barbie? You know, or this leg is missing. Like it's always in that moment. Or you know, famously around my house, I've said this before. You know, my dog, you know, rings a bell when it wants to go outside, and I honestly feel like sometimes the dog is literally just watching for me to sit down comfortable in a chair, and that's the moment she goes and rings the bell. It happens like every single night. You know, and you get interrupted and it's a little frustrating it even happened to me again you know last night you know I was in the middle of watching a movie and and all of a sudden I heard the footsteps coming down the stairs and you know it was Madison and she had this thought and she's like dad what do you think about this and I'm looking at the movie and I'm looking at her and I'm like hello I'm watching a movie here you know and so I put it on pause and we chat and then you know she does her thing and it's all good and everything and you're not you're not bothered except that you it takes you out of sink or out of that moment for a second and then you got to pull your focus in again and you you go back at it if there's ever a word because because really for me this is really what it means like you in that moment you just want to focus you just want to you really just want to empty the room you just want to empty the room for a moment no distractions nothing going on so that you can focus and if there was ever a picture that I could use to describe the why and what fasting looks like. For me, fasting is about emptying the room. It's emptying the room of all the distractions that, that keep me from connecting with God. I mean, we know that the word fasting, you know, literally means, you know, at, at, at its origins, one who is not eaten, but it also means one who is empty. There's nothing there. There's nothing around except you and God. And you're focused on what he's saying and what he's doing and how he's leading and what he wants to do. And it's not just, you know, it's not just about emptying the room, but I love what, you know, um, uh, Pete Grieg said, in, in, and this is a gentleman that's running the prayer course. Hopefully I said his last name right. I have no idea. Nothing worse than butchering somebody's name. But he said this, uh, and, and, you know, part of the prayer course, it actually gets into the topic of of, of fasting, he goes through the Lord's Prayer and he just kind of highlights lessons about prayer. And he said this, that while fasting implies abstaining from food, it more importantly means of feasting on God. It's like I'm denying myself, and I mean that's something that's important to understand, that, that fasting is this moment where, you know, we decide that I'm going to empty the room, I'm going to focus on God, and I'm going to sacrifice something of value. Now, biblically, a lot of times when we see fasting, it is completely about 
food. Food was the, the ultimate resource for anybody at that time. They don't have the same, I mean, I'm sure they had distractions, but not like us where we live in this information world and, you know, we've got accessibility to, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, Reddit, you know, like everything online and we're constantly fed this information and sometimes it's like real time stuff that's going on and so we live in a world where we can be consumed with a lot of distractions and some of those distractions become things that are valuable to us. Man, we, we feel like we can't live without them. You know, I joke about coffee, but there are some of us in this room, they're going, PC, don't even talk, don't even go there, man. I don't know if I can live without coffee, or, you know, I can't live without my Starbucks, or I can't live without, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And in biblical times, food would be obviously the most important, and so you would sacrifice something that is of value. And what you're saying is that even though this is valuable to my life and, and this is significant to my life and this is important and necessary for my life, just like food, but I'm choosing God to sacrifice that in the moment or for a period of time because what, is, what I'm praying for, what I want is not only you, but God, I want you to move. And God, the thing that I want you to move in, whether it's a word of wisdom or a word of, of, of knowledge or direction or maybe it's breakthrough, we'll get to some of those reasons in a second, but whatever it is, God, I'm willing to sacrifice these things for a period of time because I want you to know, God, I need to see breakthrough. It's like next level prayer. And coincidentally, you know, when I was thinking about this, it, it's actually interesting because we've been talking about encounters and if anything, fasting can facilitate an even deeper encounter with God because you're not just sacrificing something but you're spending time in his presence, and you're spending time in prayer. You're spending time reading his word, and you're just meditating on his presence, and you're, you're just absorbing the Lord. I love what John Piper says. He said at the heart, fasting is this, an intensification of prayer. It's a physical explanation point at the end of the sentence. We hunger for you and to come empower God. It's a cry with your body. I really mean it, Lord, this much I hunger for you. Even the root for the word uh, fasting is it, it, attributed to this idea of mourning something, loss, brokenness. And there were many times throughout Scripture where fasting was not only a daily part of life, but, but you, you, you took the step of fasting when you were facing something that was so much bigger than you. Problem is, at the time of Jesus, by the time he arrived, fasting wasn't as significant, well it was, except it didn't have the same weight anymore. What had happened through the Pharisees and the religious leaders is that they would fast twice a week, but Jesus talked about this, you know, in Matthew chapter 6, he said, listen, they do everything for show. And so they want everyone to see that they're fasting, and the reason why was because they, fasting at that point in time, all it did was Tell people how religious you were. And it was so important for the Pharisees that relationship, or sorry, uh, um, how people saw them, their reputation was more important than relationship with God. It was kind of like, you know how your kid, you know, like all of a sudden comes up, like they've done something really cool. It's like, look what I can do. You know, kind of a thing, right? You know, you can laugh with your masks on. It's okay, you know, it's all good. Right? Hey, look at me, look at me. I can jump. Oh, way to go, Jimmy! Yay! 
And that's exactly, that's exactly how the Pharisees were operating and the, and the religious leaders of his day. And a lot of people, it's like, well, look at me fasting. Look at how tired I am and exhausted. Yeah, I've been fasting for days. You have no idea what I've been praying for. And it was all a show. And Jesus is looking at his disciples and he's looking at them going, guys, I just want you to know that's not part of fasting. And their reward is just that. They get attention. But Jesus said, listen, what he's basically saying is fasting is not about drawing attention to you. Fasting is about drawing your attention to God. It's that your focus now is on him and on what you've been praying for and what you're believing for. And it's a declaration that, God, I want to see you move in front of me. And Jesus is like, the problem is they're wanting to draw attention to them. God wants you in fasting to draw your focus towards him. And what could be a life-altering, incredibly transforming experience in the life of a follower of God is not happening right now because they're doing it the wrong way and for the wrong reasons. And Jesus basically says, when you fast, Meaning I've come to redeem it back to what it once was. When you fast, it's not an option for a believer. If you're in this room, if you're joining me online, fasting is not an option for us. It is an expectation and a desire of the Lord. And part of it is because I believe that God wants us to see breakthrough beyond our humanity, beyond our ability in the natural. That when we face things that are bigger and there's, there's spiritual warfare, I mean, just, I mean, fasting can break open an entire deep theological talk about spiritual warfare and things that are going on in the background and you've, you're battling a little bit and fasting is this moment like, God, I'm sacrificing this of value because what I want is more valuable to me or what I want or what I need or what I believe, God, you're calling me to pray for. I believe that there's warfare going on so that it can be released so that, God, we can see breakthrough in our community or breakthrough in my home. You know, my prodigal son and daughter coming home, relationships being restored, marriages being restored, whatever it might be. Jesus said, listen, when you fast, he makes this promise, your Father in heaven who is unseen, sees what you're doing in secret, and he will reward you. Come on. I remember a few years ago, I was thinking about the story last night as I was sitting in my basement looking over my notes and listening to some worship, and I uh, was thinking about a guy in my church in Simcoe, and I had called the church to a fast. I can't remember if it was a week long or if it was 21 days or whatever it might be. And not that he was new to faith, but he was rediscovering his faith. And so, you know, he said to me, he said, you know, PC, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out in faith. I'm going to do the fast. I've never done one before like this. I mean, I've done fast, you know, on a, on a health thing and working out and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, I, I've never done it for spiritual reasons, so I'm going to step out and do this. And, and at the time, he and his uh, family owned a hotel in town. And, uh, and, of course, they, they had big plans for it as far as renovating it. And, but, you know, it was hard to do the renovations and hard to draw people, um, you know, and, and it's kind of a catch-22. You spend the money, you hope the money's going to come back. And, and so they wanted to make this, you know, huge investment, but he's like, PC, we just don't have. And he goes, I'm worried. You know, it's my livelihood, it's my family's livelihood. And he's like, I'm worried that, you know, it's not going to be successful. And what am I going to do? I mean, I gave up a really great job to do this. 
And so he goes, PC, is it okay? Like, can I pray that God would bless my business? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And so he began to fast, and then as he was fasting, he would pray. I mean, that's the key. Listen, you, you don't just fast, you pray. That's why it's, those two things come together. It's fasting and petition, fasting and prayer, you know? And, and you take that moment that you would carve out for that activity, and you would spend it in prayer, and you'd begin to intercede. That's the focus, you know? Don't just go without, you begin to press in. And so he did that. And I remember him coming to me, and I don't know if it was right after the fast or a few weeks later after the fast, and probably a, little, probably a few more weeks later, and he finally, one day, we, uh, we played ball together all the time, so it must have been a few weeks, and uh, it was ball season, and we got talking, and he said, PC, can I just tell you something? He said, I want to give you a praise report, and you can share this with the church if you want, but I just want to tell you right now. He said, I told you that we weren't getting enough people to come into the hotel, and, you know, like it was really tough to do the renos in order to draw people. And, and he said, can I just tell you, after fasting and prayer, here's what's happened to my business. Right now, between hockey tournaments and construction work that's going on in the area, we are almost booked solid until October. Until October. And before this moment, he looked at me, he said, before this moment, PC, We'd get a few here and there. We might have a little blip on the screen as far as an increase. But he said, now, all of a sudden, we're booked. And he said, PC, I know my, my, my family's going, oh, man, we must be doing something right. And he goes, yeah, and I think we are doing some good things. But he said, PC, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that God honored my request because I was fasting and praying. Well, listen, what are the words of Jesus? The words of Jesus. When your father who is unseen sees what you're doing in secret jesus said he will reward and part of the reason why jesus wants us to absolutely 100 percent fast and pray at times whether it's a regular thing every week or you know, maybe it's every month, or maybe it's a day, or maybe it's social media, maybe it's television, maybe it's his coffee, maybe it's a, a Daniel fast, you know, 21 days of just fruits and vegetables and, you know, no protein and that kind of stuff. You know, maybe that's what God's calling you. Maybe it's a modified fast. Maybe it's three days. You know, maybe it's a, a combination of a d different things. I've done a lot of different things, but the one thing I want to, doesn't matter what it is as much as this. When we clear the room, when we empty the room, empty our hearts, empty our minds, empty our souls of anything that is distracting, that keeps us preoccupied, that preoccupies our time, our focus, whatever it is, food, doesn't matter what it is for a period of time, and we allow God that undivided attention, and he takes up the space, and we begin to dialogue, and we begin to pray, and we begin to believe and have faith for the things. I believe that God is faithful to his word. And it's a powerful, fasting is one of the most powerful, significant things that you could ever do in your life. I, like, let me give you a couple of things that I've found over the years when I've fasted. One of them is resetting. 
You know, I, sometimes I've done a fast, whether it's a short-term fast, longer fast, maybe it's just a meal a day or whatever it is. But when, in those moments in my life where I feel like things are not, you know, clicking, I'm not in my rhythm with God, you know, maybe I'm a little dry spiritually, you know, whatever that might be, I'll, I'll do a fast. I'll, I'll choose to just say, God, you know what, I just need to spend some more time with you. And I love what, you know, one person said, Sam Storm said this, he said, fasting tenderizes our hearts to experience the presence of God. Sometimes God needs to just help us clear the room or clean the room so that we, God can just have full access to us. You know, I've also found that it's also about revealing. I've found that times of fasting and prayer, God has given me revelation, clarity on something that maybe I'm wrestling with. I'm trying to figure out, and so it's important for me to figure out, and so I'll find my, I'll carve out some time. I'll do a fast because I want to hear the voice of God with great clarity because I want to know that whatever he's speaking, that it is God, so I know I can make the right choice. And this was commonplace in scripture. Daniel chapter 9 is a great example of this. Daniel chapter 9, and again, sake of time, I'm not going to get into too much of it, but but Daniel chapter 9, Daniel is concerned that Jeremiah has given this prophecy from the Lord about the 70 years of desolation to the city of Jerusalem. And he's brokenhearted. Remember I said to you that fasting has this, this link in the Hebrew, this idea of, of mourning and loss and brokenness. And so, and so Daniel says, I'm going to turn to the Lord. I'm, I'm going to fast and petition the Lord. That's in verse 3. And he begins to pray. He prays prayers like verse 19, Lord, listen, Lord, forgive me. Hear and act for your sake, my God. Do not delay. I mean, you can hear the desperation inside of his heart. He wants to understand what's going on. He wants God to change the direction. And he says, because your city, I love how uh, Daniel and many others have done this in scripture, they play to God's reputation, his renown. And he says, because your city, Jerusalem, and your people, Bear your name. God, I'm so broken in this moment, and I need to understand why Jeremiah, why you spoke through Jeremiah the prophet that there's going to be 70 years of desolation to your city, the city that bears your name. And I love verse 22, and I'm just paraphrasing this. You can look at it a little bit later on. Verse 22 shows that Gabriel, this angel of the Lord, shows up. He's already interacted with Daniel a few times, and he says to Daniel, Daniel, can I just let you know something? <laughs> the moment you started praying, the moment that you started fasting, a word from heaven was released. Now, it's just getting to you now, and that's the reference to spiritual warfare, and the things that God's going, he's declaring from heaven. But he said, God declared from heaven a word for you the moment you started. Not when he finished. Not to see how long he would go. Daniel's intent, God, I'm going to fast and pray until you speak to me. Verse 22. Gabriel. Hey, Daniel. The Lord spoke a word from heaven the moment you started. And God began to reveal to Daniel all of the reasons why. And he began to understand it in a way that he never understood it before. Which brings me to this one. Breakthrough. This is probably the one that I've been sensing more about 
this season for community. I really feel like God wants to break some things, shake some things. And Ezra chapter 8, verse 21 to 23, we're not going to look at both verses. I'm just going to look at one portion, the last part of it. But there's this moment where Ezra is leading the people, and, uh, and, and they had to travel. And Ezra, uh, as they're traveling, uh, they had a lot of wealth. In fact, when I was looking at it again last night and kind of looking over my notes and studying again, a lot of times I'll just refresh my memory, stuff that I've read, you know. I mean, half the time, um, you know, what you hear, what you get is like 10% of what I've studied and looked at and read over the last few days. And um, we're talking about millions of dollars worth of possessions. And where they were traveling to, the distance between, it was commonplace for thieves to ambush you, to take everything that you got. And so Ezra chapter 8 verse 21, Ezra, and again I'm paraphrasing for the sake of time today. Ezra says, hey listen, we need to humble ourselves before God, we need to cry out before God. We need to pray, we need to fast right now because we're about to take this journey and we need to ask for his safe protection. But listen to this. I think it's verse 22. He says this. He said, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us, a military escort to protect us from the enemies on the road. Remember what I shared last week? David said, some may trust in horses, and some may trust in chariots, but I choose to trust in the name and the renown of God. Listen to what Ezra says. I didn't ask. I was too ashamed to ask the king for a military escort, which would be commonplace and necessary. And he said, here's the reason why. Because I had told the king, the gracious hand of God is on everyone who looks to him. But his great anger is against all who forsake him. And so that verse 23, so we fasted and we petitioned our God about this. And he answered our prayer. Verse 31, if you go forward, you'll see that Ezra says, we arrived, and listen to what he says. He says, we arrived without, basically he says, we arrived without incident. And when you study this and you read with the scholars, they said, you have no idea how big of a miracle this is, that they had absolutely no miracle, no military escort to get where they're going, thieves all over. God had to intervene in the background without them even knowing. I'm, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what even is being stirred in your heart and you're believing God for a breakthrough. But I want you to know that like many others, like Ezra, who said, you know what? We've got a road that we have to travel and we know that there are things that will come against us. And I don't want to ask for some horses. I don't want to ask for some chariots because the scripture says that I can trust in the name of the Lord. So we're going to fast. We're going to petition. And we're going to trust God at his word. And 
And even though I don't want to ask because, God, you know, it would be useful, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to believe that you're going to answer, and I believe we're going to see some answers, and I believe that we're going to see some breakthrough that is happening behind the scenes that you will never know of until you get to the other side of eternity. And you will look back and see God intervening here, God intervening here, and you're going to see breakthrough in your life. I'm believing that. I'm prophesying that. I'm declaring that today over this house, online, on-site, wherever you are and over this community. I'm believing for some breakthrough today. Why? Because we need it. Jack Hayford said this, the word of God makes it clear that fasting is an instrument of spiritual power and it is a key by which the bonds of evil are broken and by which God's counsels are received and established in the affairs of men and women. Oh, there's so much I can talk on that. Even when the disciples were casting out a demon. And I know there's some discrepancy because of manuscripts, but the truth is, even with the, it's in some manuscripts and some that it's not, scholars all believe that it's inferred in this moment. When they couldn't cast out a demon, Jesus said, this requires fasting and prayer it's next level it's not your average hey let me just sit down before Jesus and give him my grocery list of things that I'm walking through it's like God I'm believing and so I will sacrifice what's of value to receive what's of even greater value for my life now as we wrap up I just want to give you two simple things because I'm asking, I'm going to pray for you today. I'm praying for myself. You've got a week to process how you want to do your fast. And, you know, throughout the week, I'm going to post some stuff on social media so that you can see some of the different kinds of fast as to help trigger. And, and to figure out your game plan. You've got to know. You've got to have a game plan. But here's two things you've got to remember. Number one, in order for fasting, and you look at the teachings of Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, it's got to mean something. It's got to have significance to you. That's the war I'm having with God right now because God is pushing my button on something and I'm having a hard time thinking, God, I got to give that up for 21 days? You know, I could say, hey, God, you know what? Tell you what, I love working out, so I'll give that up for 21 days. That's an easy one, right? I don't have to sweat it out. don't have to get to the gym early in the morning. I can sleep in. My abs aren't going to be happy about it. I'm not happy about it now, but anyways, you know, like... That's too easy. It's got to hurt. It's got to make you think twice. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. Not saying that that's the Lord, but you might be on the right path if it makes you think twice. Here's the other one. Be wise. Especially if you're thinking about food. You know, I think we just, some of us have health conditions and we just have to have just some wisdom. Be smart about it. Because like I said, it doesn't have to be food. And the point of fasting is not to break you in the sense of the natural. It's meant to, it's meant to break some stuff in your spirit and in the, in the international man, the, the ties that kind of, we're not talking about the physical necessarily. Although it can at times. But just use wisdom. And never compare, that's a third one actually, I never thought about this, never compare what sacrifice God has called you to versus somebody else's. 
if the sacrifice means something to you and may not mean to something to somebody else, that's fine. Don't worry about it. You shouldn't even know anyways. It's supposed to be in secret. Shh. Crying out to God. Would you stand with me all over this place? Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.